called as a church to be one of the many places that address the horrible evils and the injustice of human trafficking. There's such a cry that's rising up in the world uh, as these uh, nations that are impoverished uh, have people coming from America to abuse children in that area for uh, a price that they pay uh, to, to, to hurt and wound those children and, and, and just have a moment of, of, uh, of depraved satisfaction for themselves. Today, we're addressing <clears throat> and we're going to speak about the cry. Because the cry has risen up and God is tired of this happening across the world. He's moving on churches everywhere to make a difference, to give, to go, to build, so that this terrible evil will stop. Jeremiah 8.18 says this, My grief is beyond healing. My heart is broken. Listen to the weeping of my people. It can be heard across the land. It's been heard by God, and God is going to address it. He is addressing it, and we're becoming part of that. Let me pray before I share with you some points that I have uh, for this sermon today. Father, we ask that you come right now. We need your presence and your Holy Spirit to take us beyond our words, our thoughts, our actions, and just stories. You care, God. These children are your creation. You care about Cambodia that we're going to emphasize today. You care about China. You care about Africa. You care about all the nations of the world where people don't know you and are hurting. And you're hearing the cry specifically of those that are being wounded deeply and you're calling us to address it. So speak to each individual heart today, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Just some thoughts today. It's gonna be unusual as we'll have several interviews and videos as we move. Uh, It's kind of an orchestration, this this service. But, but, But I do have a couple things that I wanna point out as we're talking about the cry. God has heard their cry. Jesus hears their cry. In Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord, it says, is upon me. This is Jesus saying this. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. And we're talking today about some captives being released in human trafficking. That the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. A couple of years ago, we were called to come alongside Carl and Lori Ralston for an effort that they were doing. I want you to take a look at this story. For many of you, it'll be a reminder. For some of you, it's the first time you're seeing this story. But this moved us deeply to action that we'll tell you about some results from that action in a few minutes. But watch this. I would like to share my story. I remember I was seven years old, near my house, was Vietnam Beach because the school were in church, I had to ask my grandmother if I could go there. She allowed me to go. My teacher helped me to study Bible every day. And then I believed in Jesus and became a Christian. Then I went to church every week. I would clean the church each week before it start. When I was 12 years old, I remember my family had very difficult life because my family did not have work. My grandmother had to borrow the money. She borrowed the money to buy food for my family. She had to pay 
I interest every day on the money she borrow. One day, I saw the lady talking with my grandmother when I came back from school. My grandmother told me I might stop going to school. When she said that, I knew I might be so. So I started to pray. I told God I was very scared and I did not know what they would want me to do. Three days later, the lady took me to the doctor to make sure I was virgin. Then the lady took me to the man. I was 12 years old. He was in hotel room, and I had to stay with him for three days. I knew I had to do everything the man wanted me to do. Before the man did everything to me, I said, please do not do this to me. I cried out of God, asking him, help me not be hurt. During those three days, I could not eat or drink anything. I never went to sleep. The first night, I was crying and I was saying all of my things in my life, including sleeping with the man. At the time, I believed God did not love me anymore because of my sin. I had lost all hope. At the end of three days, the lady picked me up and took me back to my house. I was giving some aspirin for my friend, but did not see the doctor. I stayed in pain for two weeks. My life changed a lot. I was very sad. I did not want to eat or talk to anyone. I could no longer smile out. At that night, I would cry and ask God, why did you? make me have this pain. Why did you break my heart? If I did not know you, I could understand. But I know you. I love you. I follow you. I talk with you. I do everything for you. But since this happened to me, please let me be the last girl this happened to. After about two weeks, my teacher Zhang convinced me to come back to school and church. During the next six months, I learned that my friend at school talking about me. They swear, spelling people I was so, so I quit going to school. During those six months, I was so, so two more time. I was very scared. I could be so to brothel. So I asked my grandmother to let me go to hair and nail school. After asking for seven months, my grandmother finally said yes. But because I did not have enough money, I had to clean the school to study hair and nail. After one year of school, I start working 12 hours each day, with two days of each month. I was 14 years old. 
Now I know that the same time I start going to high and nail school, God spoke remember you to my dad's heart. I learned many people were praying for me during this time. I learned that my dad came to Cambodia six times during this time to try and find me. Then in July 2006, we met the first time. He told me how God spoke remember you to his heart and how God won him and Lori helped me. Then in September 2006, I became a worker of Remember You. I started to teach the older girls in children's home how to do hair and nails. God done so many amazing things and showed me so much love. Jesus giving me new parents in Carol and Lori. He taking me to Thailand, the Philippines, and now America. What of remember you. Jesus have answered my prayer by using me to help prevent children from entering the sixth grade. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. Well, New was <clears throat> with us to share that personally two years ago. And God moved upon our hearts. Carl and Lori Ralston were business people in Ohio. Just, just a couple. Carl had two successful businesses. And he heard a missionary share the story about New. And that all he knew was that this young lady in this picture had been sold by her grandmother into trafficking. And uh, he, he couldn't shake what the Lord had put in his heart and mind, remember New. He went home and told his wife. As a result, they, they, they knew God was calling them. They went to Cambodia six times searching for new, for that one girl that the Lord had put on their heart in a meeting much like this with a picture they saw. And the sixth time they found her, well, they eventually adopted her as part of their family. God had heard her prayer even in the midst of that terrible event. And God is doing even more to change lives. Carl and Lori sold their two successful businesses and started to build homes to rescue young children from human trafficking. And the homes are called Remember New because that's what God spoke to him, Remember New. Remember New, it came back to him over and over again. Carl's one of my heroes because of that. Today, there I believe are 33 homes, is that right? 33 homes across the world and 10 being built this year, and more coming, many more coming. God's used Carl incredibly. Carl's here today. Would you welcome Carl Ralston as he comes to share with us? <clears throat> Love you, buddy. Well, Carl, you remember that amazing day a couple of years ago where we took an offering, and I'll share about the results of that right here after hearing news story. And uh, we, we wanted to build a home. Well, we, we are well on our way with that. Talk to us about the home and the property in Takayo that we uh, gave the support for. Yeah, I just want to thank all of you for that offering that day. With the funds that you gave, we were able to buy an awesome piece of land. Uh, I was told when we bought it and it never flooded, which is hard to believe in Cambodia, but they've had really bad rains this year. It didn't flood at all. 
And it was just awesome the way that God directed us to it. It was near Team Challenge. The city is moving toward us. It had electric and water there. And we just completed the home uh, with the help of Pastor John Priest. He went over and oversaw the construction with uh, another connection you guys have, I believe, named Sofal. And I just want to thank you. It's an awesome piece of land, and pretty soon we'll have about 12 young men there that will be safe from the sex trade, and we're already getting ready to break ground on a second home. That is uh, so so awesome. I mean, we, we've discovered how wonderful this piece of property is, and we paid... We paid high dollars in Cambodia for that nearly 10 acres. I think it was almost $40,000, but we heard it was such a great piece of property. We wanted it, and we'd still have enough to build the home. So praise God for just an excellent location with electricity and water and everything that would be needed for these children. But but we need to help you more now because there's children that are involved too. How can we help you? Yeah, um, out front, there's a table that we have set up. And we have these brochures that tell about sponsoring the children. The way Remember New Works is we match a church with a home. And the home that you guys built is going to be the Horizon Boys home in Cambodia. And so we need about 10 families that would say, yes, we want to sponsor one of those boys starting out. It'll ultimately have about 35 boys in it all together. We add them slowly over the years, but it costs $60 a month. And that provides for all of their needs, food, clothing, shelter, medical care, education. So he'll be at a table with brochures to answer any questions you have. I understand we have 10 or 12 children coming into this home immediately, but it'll be filled up. They have to, they have to do it periodically as time goes so, so they can get it done right when they move into those homes. So we at least need to cover those 10 or 12 and more in all these homes across America. Well, Carl... I love you, brother. I, I was there in Cambodia. I've seen the work. I've seen the girls and the hope in their eyes. One of the things that moved me the deepest might surprise you. He took John and I when we first went there, along with about 30 girls from the Remember New Home in Phnom Penh, and um, we went through the mall, and we were going to get ice cream for the girls, and they were so excited. And they grabbed my hands, these little girls, running through the mall and skipping and dancing and happy, and, and just the thought of what could have been, what could have been, and the hope that they've found in Jesus and the joy that's in their hearts. Let's thank God for a man of God, Carl Ralston. Can we do that? Thank you, buddy. One of the most beautiful parts of New's story is the prayer she prayed, Jesus, help me. And Jesus heard News cry. Jesus hears their cry. He's, he's calling upon us to help answer the cry. And he put that cry on Carl's heart, and they searched, and now they found her, and they adopted her, and now, now we've heard the cry. God heard Newt's cry, and he answered by helping her and sending parents to adopt her. But he also chose to use her story to motivate, to fund, and to build homes across the world, to rescue young girls and boys from the tragedy of sex trafficking. And God also moved on our hearts in such a way to help build this home. Uh, uh, Horizon has, has done an amazing thing that the Lord has done through us, really. But I want to show you a, a slide. Our goal in October of 2011, when we joined, was to raise $100,000 in a morning. And we actually gave two and a half months if someone wanted to make a pledge. 
Well, I believe we had about a little over 100,000 cash come in, but within the, with the pledges, within those two and a half months, here's the total amount that was given, $168,000. That I remember going into that day, having a sense and telling people, I believe this is a pivotal service in our history. And it was one of the greatest days in the, in, in the history of our church to see that kind of compassion and outpouring as people and children. Uh, uh, Barbara Kisley from another church who helps with Remember New was sitting here and what moved her so deeply is our little children came in with their pledges and she said it brought her to tears when she saw a four-year-old putting her pledge and her money on the offering realizing that she was delivering another four-year-old somewhere across the sea. And it was an amazing, amazing day. We didn't know it, but we needed not 100. We needed over 160,000 to make this happen. It met, it met the need. I want you to see the video. I want you to be excited about this because you did it. Jesus helped you do this. Look at the home that Horizon built with the power of God in Cambodia. Here's I will follow Thank the Lord for an amazing thing that's happened. Can we do that? 
I understand Carl has a need for young boys to go in there who are being rescued from human trafficking, but there's going to be more homes. There can be up to four homes built on the site we got because it's so big with up to 60 children, I believe, in each home. So pray that, that, uh, for the process, but it's just amazing. It took two years, but we had to get it done right, and we had to find the right spot and do it in the Lord's timing. It's been amazing. Well, uh, there's someone else that's special here that we really love in this church, uh, she came all the way from Cambodia to see you today. Would you help them new, welcome new, help welcome new from Remember New this morning as she comes. <clears throat> Say thank you. Thank you so much for all your heart, love, all these kids that saved them and have beautiful home. And thank you, John, for work hard on this home. Thank you so much for loving all these kids. Now, New, it's interesting that God has brought you full circle. Uh, what work have you done for Remember New? I started working for Remember New in 2006. And I taught the older girl how to do hair and nails, and I was manager at salon and learned how to be um, working with the girl and all the stuff. And I've been to Thailand, learning English by talking with interns and teams. And most recently, I become house mother in Cambodia. And I enjoy it, and I am so thankful that I can show all the girl love from God. And, and I thank you for every time I came here, people just show me love and tell me that they love all the girls. So I'm so thankful that I have opportunity to tell the girl that all of you love them and pray for them. Thank you. And the girl so excited to see the new home. So, so God's brought her full circle where she's the house mom now in one of the Remember New Homes with, I don't know, 25, 30 girls in, in the home. And it's just incredible the way the Lord's used and has continued to use her life. By the way, this isn't her second language. She knows four languages. And uh, so I, I think your English is, is quite a bit better than since even the, the, the filming. It's probably better than mine because I can't say Remember New even. <clears throat> uh, can you tell us about the girls in the home? Tell us about the girls in the home. Uh, we have the girl from nine years old to 20. Like 20, they go to college, but they still live with us. And they are so, just have fun. They just like so much fun. And they just need people care and love them and pray for them. They just need love from God so that make me feel like in I feel like God give me so much love and so I have able to tell them that I love them and people have here love them too that's right let's pray for those girls now father thank you for new and what a blessing she has been thank you for her awesome life thank you lord that through the trial and the tragedy, she clung to you. And Lord, you remembered. 
and you let her cry be heard. And today you, you, uh, you just remind us that it's, it's, uh, it's not ended. We gotta keep moving on this and loving these girls and praying for these girls and these young men. And we pray that your Holy Spirit would uh, use this church in an awesome way to accomplish your purposes. Thank you for, for new and thank you for these young ladies. Lord, bless them in these homes, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's thank the Lord for new, will you? Great job. I find it interesting that New talked about crying and she cried out to God in that video. My second point today are we're the ones called to answer the cry, right? He uses us as hands and feet. Proverbs 21, 13 says, if a man shuts his ear to the cry of the poor, he too will cry. He'll cry out but not be answered. So before we, we're going to invest this much in, in, in this kind of outreach, you know, we heard that Carl was a great guy and the ministry was awesome. Solid Rock has been working closely. And by the way, I want to give Solid Rock credit for the fish farm. They did the fish farm. And the first building you saw was one of the churches, the small buildings that we built. And I'll talk about that in a moment because uh, we're doing a lot of things over there in Cambodia. <clears throat> but before we made this kind of investment, uh, we just felt like we needed to go and scout out the land and make sure everything was right. We're asking you guys to, to, you know, to give over $100,000. We want to be good stewards. Well, we got over there and not only was it a great ministry, not only was it real and true and good, but we caught a burden for Cambodia, didn't we, John? And the Lord started speaking to our hearts because he cares about Cambodia. There's so few Christians in that nation and the window could close quickly down the road. So we need to do what we do now because at any moment a communist can say, no more, and it's closed. We gotta get the churches built, the remember new homes built before they ask us to leave again because the missionaries tell me they don't believe that window will stay open forever, that it's just a season. So we're trying to do as much as we could do. Uh, it looked good to us. We came back and relayed our burden and you caught the burden. We saw the emptiness of their, their hearts and the hopelessness in their eyes in Cambodia and, and, and you, seemed to, you seemed to catch it too when we came back. I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, you've moved deeply on my heart, but how in the world are we gonna transfer this to the people? They weren't there. They didn't see it. And miraculously, the first morning I came back to talk about it, it gripped your heart you grabbed hold of it, and it had to be the Lord. No one can be that compelling enough to, to, to move your hearts to where they were moved to. The Holy Spirit is doing, has done something among us. John 10.10 10 says the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. We're hearing how this home we're building is going to bring that rich and satisfying life where they even get to get ice cream and they get to hear from new that God loves them and they get to see that we love them as we give and, and we become partners. We wanted to partner with missionaries that were there and, and, and we, we, we came alongside Carl and, we, and then we, we decided that we felt we needed to build churches uh, for, for the pastors that were being equipped by the Assemblies of God, missionaries there, they didn't have churches. And we came back and relayed that burden. We not only asked for funds to build the Remember New Home, but we came back with this emphasis of a decade in Cambodia, where we're gonna make an emphasis for 10 years. We're two years in. 10 years, we're gonna reach out. Now, here's where our goals from two years ago, and I wanna tell you how we're doing with that. A decade in Cambodia, 10-year goals. Uh, 
we, we wanted to buy land and build a remember new home. You just saw the Lord's really helped us with that in the last two years to help the most vulnerable children, those who are involved or, or, or rescued from sex trafficking. We want to sponsor 60 children. Now, we didn't start sponsorship because we didn't have children in the homes yet, but they're coming now. So I'd love for you to stop by and become a sponsor at $60 a month. Our goal over the next 10 years, we have eight left, is to get 60. All 60 that will fill that home is what we'd like to do. We decided that even beyond these things, we wanted to build 10 churches. I remember writing this down on the plane as I felt the Lord was moving on my heart and thinking, oh my word, this is so much. Is that you? Is it just me? Because I can get excited really easily, right? But I put it down, I thought, well, let's see what the Lord does. And, and, and the beauty of that little church you saw, it was one of the ones we built, is that the, the Cambodian people aren't open to the gospel. They're afraid because of Buddhism. They're afraid that the spirits will attack them. They're, and so they don't want to do, have anything to do with Christianity, so they won't come to the churches. Well, there was a brilliant idea to build the churches and start a free preschool out of those churches and, and kindergartens where they could, the children and the families in Takayo, the country, could come to the church, get free daycare, uh, free preschool, and, and what happened is all their fears, that fill, if all the churches fill up when you give free education over there, especially when English is involved and there's help with that. And, and so, so because the, those preschools filled up, the churches started to fill up and those churches we're building are just full. I preached in a couple of the churches there myself uh, and, and it's just amazing what God's doing. We wanted to build a Women Teen Challenge Center um, and I'll tell you more about that in a minute. That's a ministry where they're rescuing kids off the streets, but they're rescuing them from drugs as well, and that's done by the Assemblies of God. So here's a decade in Cambodia, uh, a little bit more. We wanted to take 15 short-term missions trips to Cambodia. We want to take a medical team every year, and you saw the medical teams up there. Two years, they've been there twice. Uh, we want to do that every year. There's a team of students every two years, and that would be five trips uh, that we're hoping for them to take. There's missions, uh, missionary speakers that we wanted to bring here like you're seeing today that we wanted to cover the cost of that so we could really catch the burden. And um, uh, we, we had a goal of the total given uh, for the kingdom to, to, in Cambodia, the kingdom of God in Cambodia, to give over $1 million in a decade. So now we're going to get a little update about how we're doing. A decade in Cambodia, and here's the update. The goal was to buy land and build the home. Well, you saw the construction is nearly completed. It's further than that. I saw new pictures yesterday that we couldn't quite get into the video. It's unbelievable. It's just beautiful. It's amazing construction, and it's going to serve perfectly there. So we're so happy you made that happen as God moved on your heart. Our goal is to sponsor 60 uh, children at $60 a month because there's great needs. There's medical and everything that they're covering with that. So your first opportunity is for that is today. Our goal is to build 10 churches, and this might surprise you. We built two before 2011, so they don't count, but we, we want you to know we did them because it was the decade started in 2011 for us. They, they count, but you know what I mean. And then two churches have been built since 2011, so these, these next ones meet our goal. Three churches are in process, and three more we funded, but we're, we're giving them money so fast they can't get them built fast enough. So two years in, we've built 10 churches, eight of them in this, in this decade for Cambodia. Let's give the Lord a hand for that and what's happened through us, huh? The Women Teens Challenge Center, they need to buy land too, and, uh, and their costs are going to exceed $200,000, and so we want to help them. You think, man, this is so many things for us to do, but already through a, a, a one, a one donor, 
in this church has given $50,000 to date for the development and the purchase of that land. It's all in process. They're looking. So $50,000 for this church has been given uh, towards the Women Teen Challenge Center that we're looking for space for now. Uh, The 15 short-term trips, we're on track for that, one a year for the medical. And I I just want to say that we took one for the youth team uh, that first year, and we're going every other year for the youth team because it costs a few thousand dollars. Don't let that make you nervous. God can help you get it if he wants you to go. But I want you to know that that the next trip for our youth team is this summer. So out there today, you'll also find our youth pastor, David Conley, uh, answering all your questions and helping you sign up. And, and it's okay just to have questions now because there are a lot of questions. But maybe you could think about sending your young person, uh, that teenager, your child, another child that you could help to Cambodia because they are never the same when they get over there. I'm telling you, it will change their lives. And I'll tell you another goal I have that I don't have in here. I want to see missionaries go to Cambodia. I want to see some young people rise up out of this church that catch a burden and a vision and say, God, I will serve you in Cambodia. I've seen this happen in a church uh, in Albany, Albany First Assembly of God, where they've sent missionaries. One of the ones we're working with there now is Ken Huff, who came from that church because his pastors and his church put the burden before him and he caught it. So sign up for the youth trip out there. Now, this is fun. The amount given... You know, we have this crazy $1 million goal in a decade. A decade in Cambodia update. Two years in, total given to date toward the $1 million goal is already $431,000 that you did for Jesus in his work in Cambodia. Let's thank the Lord for that. He heard the cry of the needy, it says in Job 34, talking about God. He heard the cry of the little girls, the little boys in Cambodia. He heard the cry of the people that are broken because of all that's happened in their country that have no hope. And he moved on your hearts to respond. And now we're we're coming to you for uh, some new requests this morning for this decade of Cambodia. John, I want you to come stand with me if you would. You heard that John Priest, who was a pastor here for 15 years, uh, he said he retired, but it wasn't true uh, because he, he, he went over to Cambodia to oversee the building of this home. You know, John oversaw the building of this building. Uh, and uh, who knew there'd be practice for Cambodia that you would have here? Uh, but, but God's called John to go over for even a longer period of time. And so, so right now they're dedicating one year, and Pam says one year at a time, if I understand it right. Uh, but Pam's going with them. They're coming out of our midst to go over there to be missionaries, and they're answering the call. So, so John, I want you to, uh, to tell me how you got your call to Cambodia. When did it happen? Well, it started with our first medical missions team over there. God just broke my heart for the people of Cambodia uh, and. Uh, you heard Pastor Stan say that uh, a number of years ago, I think it's been three years, uh, we took a trip over there to see what was going on in Cambodia, and we were up in Seam Rip with uh, Darth Lee, one of the missionaries we work with up there, and we were standing out praying in the yard, and uh, just praying, and God spoke to my heart and said, I want you to come and help, and I didn't really know what that meant at the time, but as uh, we began to pray, as we began to seek God, 
uh, he began to reveal to us what he wanted us to do. And um, uh, when Darth was here speaking, God spoke to my heart again, and it was I couldn't ignore him this time. <laughs> and so uh, we started that process. Pam and I just got back from two months in Cambodia, and the, the remarkable thing about that is not that, but the fact uh, over a year ago, uh, you know, Pam has MS. She went off her medication uh, because that medication is not available in Cambodia. Uh, not only has she done extremely well, but she did very well in Cambodia. And I just think God has touched her and prepared us for this trip. Praise God. <clears throat> John, tell us what you're going to be doing as a missionary there next year. Pam and I will be in Seam Rip. We'll be working with uh, uh, Dara, serving him in the ministry there. There's 600 young people a week uh, that go through that ministry. Uh, they also, um, uh, actually, I don't want to say run, but they operate the Floating Village School, uh, a church at the Floating Village. There's, uh, they do well, outreach. That's on a lake, right? A big yes, lake. Yes. A city on a lake. You may have seen it on the news at some point. They uh, do ministry in the surrounding villages. They send people out uh, every week. Uh, there's just a lot going on, and uh, Pam is going to be helping with their English program. Uh, they teach kids English there. So they're... There'll be a lot going on. Uh, we don't know the, the breadth and the extent of it. Uh, I want to keep my hand in uh, Remember New. I feel God has called me to help them as well while I'm over there, and we'll just see it all it all turns out. Well, uh, we're going to be taking an offering to send John and Pam at the end of this service in just a few minutes uh, to Cambodia. Now, I, I hope you're catching something that I think is, is vivid here today with Carl selling two successful businesses and saying yes to God to go to Cambodia uh, a little later in life than most would say you, that you should start as a missionary. And with John and Pam, you know, Pam was our principal of our schools for 20 years. Her, their careers are over, they thought, but now, now God has given this new call. Listen, at any moment, he could speak to you and everything changes. And God could use you in this, in this sort of way. God's always told me about this place. Don't hold on to them as yours because I'm going to raise people up and send them out all over the world. And uh, I believe that's arts and entertainment. I believe that's missions. Uh, I believe that's business people. God is going to use uh, even more of you in this way. Stretch your hand towards uh, John and let me pray. Father, um, I pray that you'd bless John and Pam as they make these endeavors. And I pray you'd move upon hearts today to show us the, the, the beauty of what you're doing and, and the glory of your kingdom being built in Cambodia. I pray it in Jesus' name, amen. I'll bring John and Pam back in just a moment when we take the offering. Thank you, brother. Um, so I, I wanna talk to you about your money. I really like talking to you about money when it comes to missions. I hate it when it's about this church, but I love it when it's about somewhere else. I have to do it about this church, but it's not fun for me. It's fun for me to talk to you about your money and missions. You are filthy rich when it comes to the rest of this world. Sometimes we get upset because we, we can't pay the cable bill for the five TVs that we have stationed throughout our houses, you know. Think about it. And um, we think we don't have much uh, because, we, you know, we, we only have two cars now. Uh, and and, and you, you go to the reason it's so great for youth to go over there is you see the conditions that these people live in. And I, I remember walking this property when I was up. I'm sorry. When I didn't know how it was going to be built and what was going to happen, 
And I remember the Lord speaking to me to say, I'm gonna use this church to touch the world. I want you to talk to them about giving beyond this place. I want you to make it an emphasis as you go because I'm gonna do something through this church to touch the world. Keep it before them. And I'm doing my best to do that. So when it comes to your money, listen to these words from Matthew 6, 19. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. You will not only be rewarded in heaven, but you'll be rewarded here too, knowing that you're living your life in such a way to make the difference in lives of young women like new. Young men who'll be rescued from the streets, rescued from human trafficking, cared for, educated. There's another missionary here today that I really love, Matt Tallman. He's been part of uh, this fellowship for 30 years. And God called him to be a missionary too. And he sent me a story. I can't even hardly believe this story. But I, I, know, I know Matt's completely full of integrity. But it's just so fun that it happened to Matt right here. You know, one of our guys from, from here. So Matt and Cheryl Tallman are, are the couple. And here's a story about a rooster. Um, it's written by Matt Tallman. Matt says, uh, many people wonder in a world with billions of people that don't know Jesus, what difference giving a missions gift or making a missions pledge will make? Well, I didn't fully realize this myself, he says, until Cheryl and I moved to Kenya in 2009 to work at an AIDS orphanage with Open Arms International. That's the ministry, Open Arms International. You might be familiar with that. They work with AIDS orphans in Africa. Shortly after we moved to Eldoret, I'll just, I'm not sure I got that right, Kenya, we were invited to speak at a rural church, and we arrived to a small mud structure filled with 300 people eager to speak to us. After I stood up to speak, I noticed that human beings were not the only inhabitants of this humble church building. There were also a small herd of goats and sheep and about three dozen chickens and roosters. As I continued to speak, you know, I was just thinking, you could separate the sheeps and the goats in that service. I, I've never been in one where you could really actually do it. As I continued to speak, some of the chickens flew overhead of the congregation, and none of this made sense to me until they started to take up the offering after the end of the service. It was rural Africa. No one has a paying job. They live off the subsistence of farming, and that is what they were able to give towards the offering. They don't have money. So they give eggs, vegetables, sheep, goats, chickens, and roosters for their offering. So they had all brought their offering. That's why they were, those animals were there. At the very end of the service, Matt says, the elders of the church asked the pastor what they should give the guest speaker. I didn't expect anything but was humbled and honored that they insisted on giving us a rooster. What are Matt and Cheryl going to do with a rooster? But of course, they're so sweet and so nice, they, 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 they just went along with it. They lined up a dozen roosters in the offering and said, take the pick. And, and look, here's a picture of, of Matt and Cheryl and the rooster that they chose <clears throat> right there. Uh, and Matt says, now this, this may seem like a modest gift, and, and it seemed that way, but it represented a significant sacrifice from the families of that church who literally gave up a meal to give us that rooster. We placed the rooster in a cardboard box and wondered what 
are we going to do with this creature when we get back to our little children's village in Eldoret? Fortunately, one of our Kenyan house parents had the foresight to build a hen house at our village a few months before, this to help provide fresh eggs for the village. We put the rooster in the hen house. Now, here's the fun part. A few weeks later, I noticed that there were a few baby chickens running around the hen house. I talked with the house parents and suggested that maybe we should build a a separate chicken coop and raise broiler chickens to eat. I'm not a farmer, Matt says, but somehow within three months, we were harvesting 50 chickens every other week. We quickly began raising more chickens than we could possibly eat at the village. So we started going into town and selling the chickens in the local grocery stores and restaurants. There was a good market for chickens in which we could uh, net a profit of $1.50 per chicken, and that's good money over there. We began building more chicken coops, and soon we were harvesting 800 chickens per month. All of these chickens now feed our entire village of 103 AIDS orphans and the house parents and our staff. In addition, the excess chickens uh, that we have, we sell and, 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 and we pay for the salaries of six of our full-time Kenyan staff in the village. Isn't this amazing? We soon began to dream the, of the possibility of making this village completely self-sustainable and thinking about other projects that could help make our village financially self-supporting. As we approached the goals of sustainability, we also began dreaming about the possibilities of replicating this village in other parts of East Africa. This all started with one little measly rooster. Matt says, this is a wonderful dream and it's exciting to see it become reality, but it should not be forgotten that it all began with the gift of one rooster from a family in one poor rural Kenyan church that literally had no money. No currency there. But they gave from what they had one rooster. He says when you think about the difference one missions pledge or one's missions gift can make to the world, think of that rooster and what a difference it's made in Kenya. Matt and Cheryl are here today and I I want you to recognize them as well. Would you stand please? Let's thank God for these other missionaries. Well, take that missions card and, and, and look at it again for just a moment. We want to support missionaries like Matt who are helping AIDS orphans in Africa. We, uh, we want to support the missionaries that are all on that other card, the prayer card that we gave you. We need to re-up because if we don't get the missions pledges coming in, we drop the missionary. So, so would you please do your best to give so that we can go beyond this place and fulfill the word the Lord gave me walking around this property before this building was here. I want to use them to touch the world, keep it before them. So I'm trying to do that today. And I'm gonna ask you in just a moment to fill that, uh, that card out and put your pledge in. If, if you're not sure what you wanna do today, you can drop that in next week. But I, but I just... I just pray and ask that you'd be serious about it and do the most you can do so we can help these missionaries that we're talking about today. Proverbs 19, 17 says this. If you help the poor, you're lending to the Lord and he will repay you. That's his promise, not mine. So I don't think, I I honestly, I I have no sweat talking to you about this today because I don't think you're losing anything. I've seen too much of what happens when people give to missions. And I'll tell you what'll happen. God will be bigger in your heart because you trust him and you see him come through. 
You'll worship him even more because you go, my goodness, he's in charge of everything and he helps me when I do his will. He does more than I could do on my own. He takes my money further than I could take it. He covers me, he blesses me and it's not just money. He blesses and covers your family in all areas. So John and Pam, I want you to come and stand with me now. We're gonna take, here's what we're doing this morning. We're putting our pledges uh, for our pledge cards in the offering in just a few minutes. And then we're taking a cash offering. So pledge cards and a cash offering. The cash offering is all going to help send John and Pam. Come on over here. Uh, Pam, I just, you, you know how much I love you after working with you for 20 years and, uh, and seeing the incredible uh, work that you did with children here to know that you're going there to help them learn English. And I believe, listen to me, I believe that what Pam is going to do with curriculum will be transformational for Cambodia. You see, that's a wild dream. There's, there's, you, you just won't believe what's not in Cambodia. And, and God has something in mind just way bigger than Pam knew or, or John knew. God's letting John go along with you when you're the one who really matters. But, uh, <clears throat> but we know John has a great work to do there too. But, but let's give to send this couple from our church. Uh, they're sacrificing and saying, as retirees without huge incomes, saying, God, we're gonna, we're gonna say yes to the dream that you're, you're calling us to.